Welcome to The Coaching Podcast with your hosts, Emma Doyle and Simon Blair, coach for success in sport and business. I'm Emma Doyle here with Bowie J, my good friend. We used to play tennis against each other. So good to see you. Listen, we'll jump straight into The Coaching Podcast. The first question is the Vegemite question. You either love it or you hate it. What's your take on Vegemite? Love it. But... Not too much. A little scraping. I like butter on the toast with a little scraping of Vegemite. Like a true Aussie spoken perfectly. Because you answered that way, our follow-up question is your best coaching moment and what were the lessons? So either as a player or now as a singer, as a DJ, when you've been coached, what's what's been a really great lesson and what might be a moment there? Well, for me, coaching, I respond mostly to visual. So it's always been been a visual thing so if someone can demonstrate it to me that's a big thing so um and I I find I do crossfit now so I'm not playing tennis anymore but I do crossfit and if I can I'm better off if I can see what I've done so yeah and pickleball as well pickleball love pickleball so by the way guys if you haven't played pickleball this is like the new (laughs) sport Tina Samara and I are going to be world champions one day just pop that down you heard it first on the coaching podcast. And the other flip side of that is the worst coaching moment that you've ever had. Does one come to mind when you were perhaps on the tour or anything pop up that you could share? So I tell you, like, I can't remember anything because this is so long ago. But I think I'm not someone who likes to be told off when I'm coached. So I'm definitely someone who's more like a positive. I I would prefer if someone said, hey, it was great how you did this. Why don't we tweak it this way? Mm -hmm. So I think if I'm going to say anything about my coaching experience over the years, I definitely prefer a positive thing and a visual thing. Yeah, love it. Thank Lots of great lessons in there. Well, question is called the sliding doors question. So you know when your life is heading one way, and then something or someone happens, you end up turning dramatically left or right. We have many throughout our career. I know you've had many. One I read in the newspaper once, but is there one that you could stand out, you know, that stands out for you that you could share on the coaching podcast about your life? So I think as far as tennis goes, for me it was very much the choice of playing college tennis or going on the circuit, and I went straight on the circuit because back in the day there wasn't that option to... Uh, they're just the college circuit you had to know someone so it was like I went straight on the circuit if I had my time again in this day and age where you had the contacts I would book Tina Samara to get me as my agent and she would get me into a great college and I just think the college thing is a better way to go because for someone like me who likes training and I like mm-hmm. structure, mm-hmm. Um, it's just too expensive to go on the tour. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that that would be my sliding doors moment. I think I may have – I would have play, played tennis for longer. You can't afford to keep playing on the circuit the way I did it. So. Yeah, yeah. college tennis is a great stepping stone, isn't it? Then you can yeah. always play pro afterwards. And can, can we throw in one more about maybe being a barrister turned DJ? I don't know. <laughs> can we, we got like, two minutes for it. Yeah, well, so the other sliding doors moment for me is obviously I was a lawyer and I pursued music after tennis and I always had a love for music during tennis, but you can't do both because you only have time for one. And so I moved into the music scene and but to sustain the music is a little bit like tennis. Someone has to pay for it. So that's why I was still a lawyer at the same time. I've dropped it all now, moved to America and I, yes, I was doing both, but I'm now, I've ditched the law. Yeah. And now I'm... Do you still have the wig? 
Do you still have the, the barrister wig? I think I might have sold it, but don't <laughs> tell anyone because they're worth a lot of money. They're like worth $1,500. It's real horsehair. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was a barrister in Australia doing money laundering and tax fraud litigation. So, yeah, it was it was interesting, great, but, yeah, it's definitely not me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to follow your passion. I, I love that message. The next question is our most famous question on the podcast. Those listeners out there who've heard it before, you know what's coming. In one to a maximum of three words, so three qualities or a, a short statement, what do you think makes a great coach? Uh, oh, in three words? Mm-hmm. Three words. All three qualities. Ooh, what's the one word for reading someone properly? Yeah. <laughs> Listening to your client. Um, perceptive. Yep. Um, driven. And either fun or thorough. Uh-huh. I, I, I would like to use four words. Yeah, no, you're not allowed. Um, you're not no, allowed. This is like on my podcast. I go, no, you can't do that. No, they're like, yeah, yeah, they still do it. <laughs> Fun, thorough, driven, and what was the first one? Uh, listen, listen to your Yeah, perceptive. Perceptive. Because I think every, every person you coach has a different mm-hmm. – you need to approach them in a different way. You can't be, like, approaching everyone with the same model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And finally, our last question is where we ask you to ask us a question. So, you know, when you get a chance to meet other really successful entrepreneurs and especially coaches, um, you know, you've even got a, a famous coach in your family background. Yeah. Um, you know, when you do have those moments uh, and um, what's that one question that sparks your curiosity? Coach, and I wanted to know a I think I would want to know about the person's work ethic mostly, like how much do they really want it Mm -hmm. and we can maybe take it from there because I think if someone really wants it, uh, the world's your oyster. If they don't, you've got to work out how to maybe tickle them them a bit to get them interested. Yeah, yeah, find a motivation spark. Yeah, exactly, which I think if you've got a professional player, no, look, it could happen even with a professional player. Mm -hmm. Someone might have lost their motivation for whatever reason. You've got to spark that back up. Yeah. And with with your local players, same thing. Like maybe their parents are making them do lessons. Mm -hmm. What's going to make them really like it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Find that, uh, yeah, the motivation spark within all of us. Well, you certainly spark up my life every time we get a chance to chat. I thank you always for your inspiration and laughter and uh, love for tennis and life. So thanks for tennis. That's why we're here. Thanks, Bowie Jane. I love Emma Doyle. (laughs) (laughs) The feeling's mutual. All right. Catch everyone next time. The Coaching Podcast was brought to you by Emma Doyle and Simon Blair.